Hey, 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 welcome to another version of the Pastor Duke podcast coming to you from the Soviet Republic of New York, counting down the days, moving south on December 26th. How about that? Going to connect with the son and daughter-in-law, grandchildren, and down to Sarasota, Florida for our third winter. Well, until then, I'm listening to the news. I feel like being a prophetic preacher. It's my calling to be as up on what's happening as possible. Uh, those of you who know me personally, I'm been told through the years I'm an eternal optimist, but man, I don't feel that way so much as I'm really diving into what's happening around the world, looking at uh, the different nations, what's happening in China, what's happening in the Soviet, in Russia, what's happening in uh, Ukraine, what's happening in England, all across Europe, Poland, and specifically zooming in on what's going on in these countries. And uh, uh, those of you who know me, I'm, I'm an optimist. I, I hate being a dookie downer, but <clears throat> you know, I, I try to, you know, I have my eyes on the Lord and that lifts me up and I put my eyes on the news and in reference to optimism, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that sees the cup half full. I, you know, if I'm in a, a room full of uh, 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 up to my knees in, in horse manure, man, I, I'm still excited. There's got to be a pony in there somewhere. Uh, but I feel a little bit kind of um, taken back by what I'm uh, seeing in the world around me. And I want to keep my listeners as abreast as possible, not so much caring about the whole political world, but the political world is the scene upon which the epic battle of the universe between God and Satan, good and evil, is played out upon. And I pondered the words of Jesus over and over again, just kind of feels like I'm living in the Olivet Discourse. Uh, Jesus's famous sermon uh, is he was giving a lot of details about the conditions of the world at the time of his return. And I see uh, those things coming to pass. Uh, Jesus said, there, number one, he said, be not deceived. And it seems like deception is everywhere. False teaching, not so much false preachers as we had back in the Old Testament days. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, true preacher in the market square versus Hananiah, false prophet uh, facing off with him today. It's not so much in the uh, the gates of the city is in ancient times, but it's on the media. It's on TV. It's in Washington, D.C. and here in New York. It's in the state capitol, this battle uh, between God and Satan, good and evil, in the final end times uh, pouring out. You know, the Bible says that Satan knows his days are number, and God told us that he would allow Satan ultimately to be the, even now, the prince and power of the air. I think that might be airwaves but one day to sit on the throne in Jerusalem in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, where he institutes what we've called forever the mark of the beast. It seemed like Star Trek-y to me uh, back when I first was learning about this back in the early 70s, but now the technology is here for the personal digital IDs implanted in the skin. We have that technology that's being used in different parts of the world. I want to come across, there's nothing evil about the technology, but we were told 2,000 years ago that this would be the technology used by the evil one in the time of the end. People say, do you believe that Jesus Christ will come back in your lifetime? I'm almost 69 years old. I really do. I really do. And, uh, 
and I'm not saying he has to, but in that Olivet Discourse, Jesus says, when you begin to see all these things come to pass, look up. The biggest sign of all, which is the rebirth of the modern state of Israel, Luke 21, 24, 25 in there, uh, the Jews will fall by the edge of the sword, uh, <clears throat> happened in 70 A.D., They'll be gathered into all the world. That happened in 70 A.D. <clears throat> Jerusalem be controlled by the Gentiles. Happened in 70 A.D. Until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled and the Jews would come home, they did. May 14, 1948, they did come back and retake their holy city June 10, 1967. That's the big sign. But so many other things have unfolded. Something that has really uh, kind of gripped me, and I don't really like this grip, but if Jesus said it, it's important, and I'm listening to him. He said uh, that conditions would be so so uh, difficult, men's hearts would be failing them for fear and for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. Men's hearts failing them, just taking a look at the situation and saying, oh, my goodness, what, what are we going to do here? Matthew 24, 22 says, uh, and except those days should be shortened, sh- uh, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. And for 50 years, I've read these dire warnings of Jesus, and I... I don't believe they're really warnings that he gave to us who believe, but to those who do not believe. So for the past 50 years, I've been gathering the information, trying to process it, connect the dots, understand biblical eschatology, lay it all out. I've landed. Uh, I continue to stand where I landed at the beginning, pre-tribulation, rapture. Jesus will come again before the great tribulation. And I, I do that because clearly in Scripture, there's a separation between the nation of Israel and the church. They're total separate entities. The, one of the basic laws of biblical hermeneutics or biblical interpretation is to whom is God speaking? There's times when Jesus spoke clearly to the nation of Israel, and there's times when he spoke clearly to his church. For instance, John 14 Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you be also. That's clearly talking to the church of Jesus. But in uh, the Olivet Discourse, there's a time when he says, take heed that (laughs) when that time comes that you'll flee into the wilderness and hope that you're not giving suck to a baby child at that time. In other words, you just have to flee. You don't have time to come down and get your cell phone. (laughs) You just get out of Dodge because the Antichrist is coming after you, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, Jesus said. So there's a message to the nation of Israel, and there's a message uh, to the church of Jesus Christ. What comforts me, I look at 1 Thessalonians 1, 9 and 5, 10, to this young church learning about the Lord's uh, departure after his uh, resurrection, his ascension. He promised that he'd come back, and they had a lot of questions about that. And they were scared, which, you know, fear can be good. It can get you to do good things, or, or fear can be be bad. Well, th- this is good fear. And he, he told them, he comforted them and said, you, New Testament church, are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He begins the book of 1 Thessalonians that way. He closes the book of 1 Thessalonians that way, chapter 5, verse 9 or 10, saying exactly the same thing. For you, New Testament church, 
are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, verse 7, and he who now letteth will let until he, I believe that's the Holy Spirit, be taken out of the way. I believe the Holy Spirit, I know the Holy Spirit lives inside of believers. When will the Holy Spirit be taken out of the Antichrist way? I'd say that's the rapture of the church. Verse 8, and then shall the wicked, the Antichrist, be revealed, whom the Lord will uh, consume with the brightness of his mouth and will destroy with the brightness of his coming. Christ comes for his bride, the church, the beginning of the tribulation, the rapture, Nothing's holding back the Antichrist now. He arises. Then the Lord comes back seven years later at the end of the tribulation where we have the final battle of Armageddon and Jesus rescues the bride of Israel. So there's a a clear distinction between Israel and the church. He comes for the church to take her to the Father's house at the rapture, and then he comes back at the end of the seven-year tribulation to save the nation of Israel. And so we find ourselves kind of listening to all these signs and trying to fit all that together. What is to Israel? What is, is to the uh, church? And uh, it's, it's quite a challenge. And I can't uh, tackle something so theologically deep in a 30-minute podcast. But my purpose isn't today isn't to you know, figure out all the t- technical details of eschatology in reference to the sequence of end times events. It's just to kind of take an honest look at the world, which is kind of rocking people today. Even people who do not know the word of God, people who do not believe in Jesus as savior, they just kind of know that something's up. I'm up here in a deep, deep, deep blue uh, New York state. And I speak to people openly out, you know, standing in line at, at Lowe's or at the marketplace and they're, they're kind of nervous about what's coming down. They might break the conversation into conversation by, you know, gas prices and heating oil prices, $6.37 a gallon here in New York right now. I luckily had my uh, tank filled up for $1.89 a gallon about uh, two years ago. And so we strike up a conversation, and I look them in the eye. I say, so you think all this is a coinky-dink, or do you think perhaps... There's some kind of a plan going on backstage. I mean, people look right at me, you know, whether it would be a pandemic or plandemic, kind of another scenario of the same thing, where they say something's going on. People sense it. And if you listen even to the fake news, you get some of the grave realities that are happening. And uh, Jesus said that men's hearts would be failing them. Is they're looking at this? It's just it's overwhelming to them. And um, I, I think uh, those days are here. Uh, think of nuclear powers, for instance. There's over 20,000 nuclear warheads scattered across the globe. And we know in the book of Revelation that one-third of the world will burn during that tribulation time. And that seemed impossible until World War II, um, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and we realized that with those 20,000 uh, warheads, uh, very easily the world completely could burn over and over again. That capability is here. We know a fat little rocket man in North Korea is nuked up and not happy. Uh, we know a senile octogenarian has the nuclear code at his fingertips in Washington, D.C. Uh, Iranian ayatollahs 
nearing nuclear capabilities and threatening Israel every chance they get. Pakistan and it, India, bitter enemies, both armed with nuclear bombs. They're squaring off even as we speak. China squaring off with Taiwan and U.S. by proxy. NATO and Russia squared off over Ukrainian war and U.S. again by proxy. Again, and it's hearts failing them for fear. And looking at these things, politically made fuel shortages worldwide. We have plenty of fossil fuels around the world, but we have a, a generation that has been convinced that fossil fuels are evil and that they ultimately will destroy us. And I find it interesting, uh, the green gods of the Paris Climate Accord, the little princess of the green goddess world, uh, little Greta Thornburg from Sweden, what a sweetheart she is, uh, 16 years old and making a lot of money being representative for that movement. But I've, have you noticed that uh, the polar ice caps uh, are getting bigger the last two years? They've gained a tremendous amount of ice. These past few years, have you noticed uh, that the waterfront properties along the ocean uh, uh, where Obama had bought on uh, Martha's Vineyard, that uh, you notice uh, water levels are not going up at all? I think it's a false science. I think it's something there's always been climate change, and I think they've made it a political thing as a foundation of a new world. And I find it interesting in the book of Exodus when God was sending the 10 plagues upon the Egyptians, they weren't random plagues. They were specific, precision God bombs against the false deities of Egypt. You know, let's do frogs. Uh, I don't think the Holy Trinity got together and said, let's do frogs. That'll freak out the girls. I don't think that was it at all. Uh, there was a, a Egyptian God named Hopi who was manifested as a frog. And so those frogs was just showing God showing I am superior to all these false gods. And I, I find it interesting uh, what I see happening, the green gods of NATO uh, of, of America today, the Paris Climate Accord, find that the green god, they're afraid the world's going to fry. It's going to be so hot. And now those who have worshipped at that altar are now th being threatened to freeze this winter. We have the fossil fuels around the world, but we refuse to use, especially here in America. We've got the, some of the greatest supplies of oil, natural gas in all of the planet. Thank you, Lord. And yet we cut down our pipelines. We won't dig. We won't drill. And uh, we're worshiping a false god. I, I remember when I was a child, just kind of figure out world religions and finding out about all that's going on. And I saw the cows in India living sumptuously while the Indian people were starving. I'm thinking, why don't you eat the cows? God gave you the cows, eat them so you don't die. They had a false God. And I think what's happening right now is kind of like the same thing. God's judgment came upon the Egyptian false gods. I see that happening Europe shut down their coal plants. They shut down their nuclear plants. We're going to go natural wind and solar. Well, it was totally insufficient. They were dependent upon Russian energy. Now they're at war with Russia. Russia cut them off. And they're, as they say down south, they're fixing to freeze this winter. It just overwhelming. Maybe sometimes I just think I want to tune this out, stick my head in the sand and, and live happily ever after. But I just don't feel that that is my calling. So you think of energy realities, uh, the, our pipeline shut down, Nord Stream pipeline blown up by, I'm convinced by our country, 
Biden said they'd do it. His uh, Secretary of State said they'd do it, and it's done. And now they don't really claim that they did it. But it, it's so uh, sad that I absolutely do not trust what my president says. I do not trust what our government does. I'm not sure what is real news and what isn't, just like the rest of us trying to triangulate true, find out what is true. I know Jesus wasn't kidding when he told us that in the last days, men's conditions would be so difficult that men's hearts would be failing them for fear and looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. Our U.S. Uh, strategic oil reserves have been decimated by Biden trying to keep the cost down till the midterm elections. Now those prices are going to be skyrocketing again. Uh, Europe's waiting for a long, cold winter. They've systematically shut down their coal plants, uh, nuclear plants. Uh, rivers are running low around the world. Hydroelectric is not available to this planet as it was even a year ago. Uh, again, men's hearts failing them for fear. Just this past week, the cryptocurrency world was rocked by the FTX scandal and the fall and billions and billions of dollars uh, were lost. Some famous people that I kind of like Steph Curry and Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I, they, you know, they had they supported that they advertised it. I, I hope they don't lose their fortunes. But oh, my goodness, what a crazy world we're living in. Supply chain issues globally, food shortages. Jesus said there would be famines, and Biden promised to deliver it. Uh, he said, prepare for famine. Europe, no fertilizer. That all comes from Russia. They've cut off Russia. They're in big, big trouble. Uh, Western states running out of water. Hoover Dam, 26%. Lake Mead, nearly gone. Water supply, uh, really threatened. Subterranean water in the West, especially California. It's been drained. It's gone. It, and that's the, that's the vegetable belt for America, the Imperial Valley in California. And water issues are critical. I look at China. I've been studying China a lot. The Ganges River, dry hydro plants shut down. Factories shut down. Air and water pollution, horrific in China. Uh, food supply, exhausted. Uh, China is full of their ghost cities. Their uh, real estate Ponzi scheme has crashed. In inflation is at, at 16%. World inflation rates off the chart. Sri Lanka bankrupt. Turkey on the edge of bankruptcy. Argentina likewise, 83% inflation rate. Mexico governed by drug lords. Uh, warlords running Sudan, Libya, Egypt, uh, Lebanon. Uh, is Obama administration under Hen Hillary Clinton, admits Secretary of State, went across and destabilized, did proxy wars all across Northern Africa. Those countries have never been established. And you kind of wonder, is this just uh, debauchery? Is this just stupidity? Or is this the plan? I guess this time I'll, I'll jump in with, with the plan. Uh, United Nations. <laughs> it's not United. And, uh, God did establish nations, but the United States, the United Nations is planning to do uh, pretty much the opposite, to eliminate the nations. And I'm going to read to you right off of their website, uh, their plan, the 2030 Agenda. I have it right here. I, I'm reading it off of my phone, which I took a, a picture right off of their webpage, the UN 20. 30 agenda. Here we go. This is their plan. 
it's not just bad politics. No, it's evil men, as the Bible says, in high places doing the work of their father, the devil. We know God established the nations. Satan wants to take down the nations. If we're going to have a a global government, Revelation 13, we have to have a borderless society. Oh, I think that's what George Soros has been propagating for the past uh, 25 years. Here we go. UN Agenda 21. One world government. (laughs) It's not a conspiracy theory. I've been preaching this for 50 years. People said, oh, you, you believe in conspiracy theories. No, I'm just going to the webpage. I'm just quoting them. This is in their own words. One global controlled cashless currency, one global central bank, one global military. You've seen the UN peacekeeping uh, troops, but let me tell you, their weapons, their guns, they say they're for peace, but in reality, they are for their ultimately to be no nations at all. One global military, the end of national sovereignty, kind of saying the same thing a new way, but they want to be crystal clear. The end of all private owned property, except some for the elite, of course, the end of the family unit, Hillary said it takes a village. No, it takes mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, cousins, aunts, and uncles. The end of the family unit, depopulation, control of population growth and density. They say they want to reduce world population from, I heard it just hit 8 billion last week, down to a sustainable growth of 500 million. So what are we going to do with the 7.5 billion people that are here now? Hmm. Diabolical. Oh, Jesus said Satan is a murderer from the beginning. The end of the family unit, depopulation, control of population growth and density. Endless, mandatory vaccines. This was written in 1992, gang. (laughs) Just unfolded upon the world scene just through COVID. How about that? Pandemic or plandemic? Endless mandatory vaccines, universal basic income. We heard that, those exact words at the uh, Democratic uh, debate uh, for the presidency. Uh, The representative from Hawaii that was running for president actually used those words. He wants to introduce universal basic income. It's part of the plan. Microchipped society for trade travel and tracking and control microchipped society, implementation of a world social credit system. Ooh, isn't that what they've got in China, even as I speak? Internet of things, everything hooked to 5G monitoring. Government-raised kids. Oh, it sounds so good. We'll take your children. We'll pay for everything. Give them to us when they're two years old. Uh, In Swedish, we would say, in English, no thanks. Government-owned and controlled schools, complete government control of education. We're getting a lot of pushback on that as they found out what we are actually teaching the kids in reference to race and in reference to sexuality. Evil, 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 even so come Lord Jesus. Get us out of here. End private transportation, no more owning cars, etc. All public transportation. All business owned by government 
and corporations. That's the relationship they have in China today, kind of government, uh, kind of mixture of government and corporation control. Kill the little guy, have just big business taking care of everything where they can control everything. Restriction of non-essential air travel. There goes my flight schedule to go around the country preaching. Settlement zones, concentration of humans in cities. Klaus Schwab called them 800-square-foot apartments in high-rise buildings in smart cities where you'll own nothing and be happy, he said. End of private farms, livestock, and irrigation. Let me tell you, that's game on on that. Restricted land use. End of single-family homes. Ban of natural, non-synthetic drugs and medicine. We saw centralization of control on agriculture through COVID like never before. We saw the centralization of control uh, for medicine through COVID like never before. We've seen shutdowns uh, of nations like we've never seen before. We've seen uh, the government using business to do their dirty work, to enforce masking, to enforce vaccinations. I have so many friends here in New York that were forced to take a vaccine or lose their jobs. And so, man, when you put this all together, it's overwhelming. No wonder men's hearts are failing them for fear and for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. I've read the book of Revelation 165 times, imagining the horrors that await this world who chose to spurn the blood of Christ beneath their feet. Those who have chosen to mock our Savior's name and turn it into a cuss word. Just think about that. After hearing his sacred name taken in vain a hundred trillion times he will hold each one accountable those who reject mercy and grace will get wrath and justice when i look into the backroom deals going on on this world's un uh united nations their agenda i just read to you the world health organization their plans for vaccines for the future future possible pandemics that they're preparing for and i am suspicious that they might even be behind um introducing those pathogens into the world. I know their goal is to reduce population, and I think through the vaccination programs and sharing, opening up the floodgates of, of pathogens, which could cause, make COVID-19 look like a, a Sunday school picnic, the potential that they have in their hands. I, I look at who these people are, in the depopulation movement at the United Nations, at the Vaccine Central World Health Organization. Who do you see? Same people. George Soros, Klaus Schwab, uh, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates. All unelected, all very powerful, controlling the leaders of this world. They own them financially. And so I look in the family of God. I talk to my preacher friends. There's a division about the technicality. Okay, will Jesus come here? Will he come there? How much longer will it go? How bad will God allow it to be before Jesus comes? And I'm saying, hey, if you're in China and you're a follower of Jesus, it's already bad. If you're in an Islamic country and you follow Jesus, it's already bad. You know, with my podcast, we turn on uh uh, our numbers at the end of the month, and we found out one month we had like uh, 350 downloads in Pakistan, mostly uh, uh, an Islamic country. How do they find us? We speak English. I don't know what they speak, but there's English-speaking people all over the world, and they're they're finding 
the podcast and they're tuning it in. One month we had like 250 from Syria. What's that all about? I know when you put a, when I preach a sermon, it's one and done and the people heard it and they process it, it's over. We put a podcast up, it goes to the world 24 seven anywhere in the world. And man, all around the world, people are tuning in. They're finding, I think the Holy Spirit is guiding them. So let me wrap this up. Dookie Downer's going to check out here for a minute. Jesus told us he's coming back. That's really good news. And he told us about the kingdom that will come. He told us, uh, you know, the new bodies that await us, the grand reunion, heaven, uh, the paradise, the kingdom coming, his will be done on earth. So we win this thing. It's all good. But we do know between when it gets really, really good and now, we do know evil men and seducers of wax, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And I think Jesus would say to us, fear not, keep your eyes on me, keep your hand on the plow, learn all you can, don't have your head in the sand, listen to me. Use these things that you know are happening upon the earth, fit them together with the prophecies that I gave you, and use them to warn people. And I think they should comfort us. I'm not comforted by possible uh, fuel limitations and skyrocketing by price. I don't like that, but I'm not troubled by it. God provided a table for Israel in the wilderness. He's going to take care of us. I, I don't have that fear. I do get a little nervous for my uh, eight grandchildren, and uh, three of them really pretty small. But I realize Jesus loves them more than I do, more than their parents do. And I think he said, bring the little children to me, forbid them not for such is the kingdom of God. So I think we can trust him for our, our children and our grandchildren. But they are troubling days. But everything that we see that we don't like is only a fulfillment of a promise that Jesus gave us. Jesus wasn't kidding. These things will come upon the earth. And I think they're here. The hardware's here, the software's here, the nations are aligned, Israel's home, Jerusalem's retaken. The nation political blocks have lined up, Russia, her allies, Ezekiel 38, China, the great kings and hordes from the east, army of 200 million, it's there. They're building this, the Silk Highway heading to uh, the battleground of Armageddon, just like the book of Revelation says that we should look forward to. Not that we look forward to it, but we know it's coming. The kings of the south, Islam, caliphate developing. They hate what the Antichrist, NATO world leaders are going to do. What do we say? Nations are aligned. It's time. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Get us out of here. Nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the hour. But when we see all these things coming. I've been all over the place today. Thanks for tuning me in. I hope I didn't confuse you. Uh, I warn you, if you've not made your commitment to Christ, do it. Give your heart to Jesus. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to come into your heart. Call upon his name. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Until then, keep your hand on the plow. Keep looking up to Jesus. Love one another fervently. So fulfill the law of Christ. And when the time is perfect, he will come. God bless you.